Let me tell you a story, a true story. All my stories are true. This family that was here had two kids off the derech. Very, very difficult situations. The boy was uh, very, very off the derech. Let's put it that way. Very, like very, very. Not just like talks during davening, you know. Like very, very atheist and, and anti and all of that. And they went ahead and and they wanted to give him a gym. Because he, he liked to work out and to do like different stuff, stretching. I don't know if it was yoga, Pilates, I don't know. They took out their dining room table and chairs and they transformed, you remember this? You were here. They transformed their dining room into a gym. And they ate Shabbos in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Who does such a thing? I'm not telling you that that's the thing that did it, but this kid today, completely shy retirement, says, married, got married, but at that point in his life, the house is a hospital. At that point, not you want to save your kids. The house is a hospital. I have a family that was here, that they their son. The only room in the house was a small, small room. He's a chayla. He spends eighteen hours in the room. You don't put a kid who sleeps eighteen hours room in a room that's eight feet wide. They gave him their master bedroom. They gave him a ma- and and we'll say wow, like you just said. Except if I told you. A kid who had cancer, Rahman and they gave the master bedroom, everyone's gonna say, Duh. Of course. What are you gonna keep a kid with cancer who doesn't know if he's gonna live or die and has all these machines and needs or whatever in an eight foot room? Of course you get the who who he needs to have the shower, he needs to have the jacuzzi, the hot tub, whatever they have, a big bath. Of course who who then should of course they they they, they slept in the basement. Over here with emotional pain and trying to save Dairis, which is done with a Lehoiv Aisam Bayser is what the Baal Shem Tov said. Mm-hmm. Is what the Chazanish said. And this is our medicine. And everyone was like, whoa. Me also. Me also was like, whoa. Yeah, we're trying to save lives physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychiatrically, in every realm. So, yeah, of course. And you figure out how to give him what he needs while the rest of the family tries to go on. But yeah, of course. We had another family that was here, wonderful people, and they, their their kip was sharing a room, a big room, a twenty foot room, with their son who was thirteen. And they wanted to give the kip his own room. He has his own hours, big TV. It's not good for the thirteen year old to be there, but they had no other room in the house, so they took their bedroom, which was also a big room, like twenty feet wide, and they took off eight nine feet, you know, for a master bedroom to go down to twelve feet, and they built this kid a little room. He was 13 years old, and he was willing to give up. He also liked having a, a room that when you look, you don't just see wall. He liked seeing also 20 feet, you know. And he was masking to do it. Tzaddik of a kid. And he fast forward years later, this boy is completely alive. We're talking about a boy who was doing heavy drugs. I can't say everything because it will give away his identity. Went through severe, most difficult times that you could possibly imagine. And he's lechtig, he's alive, and he's from, and he's erlich, and he's in shaduchim, and he's actually sitting and learning, and, he, and he's davening. It's it's amazing. And that thirteen year old tzaddik of a boy is the most lechtig, sweet boy. What an neshama! Some kids are so, you know, they get very jealous and resentful, and they have a right to. And some kids just really, they just they they want to be there for their siblings, and and he was, and 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 he's a better person for it. He's a better father, can be a better husband. He's a superstar of a kid. He mamishes, and and the parents are superstars, like all of you, wonderful people. But yeah, it was Nasir Snefish. What are we going to do? 
kid doesn't have a proper room, kid has, the kid has to have the biggest room in the house. Or, 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 or whatever, right? We spoke about this also. What are we going to do? I don't know. Figure it out. If not, you have to M-O-V-E. Okay? It's a four-letter word. I don't want to say it in public. But you got You have to have a hospital in your house. Your kid has to be completely comfortable to have the nicest everything because we want them home. Do you know out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families, nearly all, I don't know what our percentage, 98 or 99% of our kids are home. That's not the story on the street. Our kids are home and they're welcome home. And the few that are not, Be'ezus Hashem, will come home. And they come home and they're welcome back. But almost every single, they're home. And that is already a different category. A kid who has home, a kid who's comfortable being home, is different than the kids who feel emotionally homeless. They feel like they have nowhere to go. If they choose, like your, your child, to, to move out, that's a different stage, different story. But they can move in anytime. They're welcome. Our kids are welcome home. So the answer is yes. You have to move your office. You have to rent an office. You have to switch offices. I, I don't care. I'm here to represent. <laughs> I'm here to represent uh, saving your child's life, which is actually what you hired me for, <laughs> which is actually what you want also. But and when you're in it, it's like what? But I need this. But I need no. I need my kid alive for right now. And 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 if you review the text that he sent this week, he's a very sick child. Okay, and I'm not sure when, when we will change the playbook, if ever, but right now, for sure, for the next long time, sure, honey, whatever you need. And that's going to show him also that you're there for him. And you have to be careful. A lot of times it's this mommy-daddy thing. Daddy's the problem, right? Daddies cannot be problems. Daddies are on board. Mommies are on board. We are in this together. There's a lot of fathers that are schlepping back. It's something about the mothers, it's true. You carry them for those nine months. There's something, you have dedication that is unbelievable, stronger. And, and women are usually emotionally stronger than men. We're like, I'm out of here. It's just too hard. But they don't get healthy without mom and dad. So the fathers have to work harder to open your hearts, to actually feel, to learn words like empathy, which no clue what that is. Men don't know what empathy is. It's like a, a lot of sympathy. Still don't know the difference, but there's, there's some kind of a difference. And we gotta learn how to be compassionate, which is not our strong suit, and learn how to be calm, which is not our strong suit for some people. And we have to just be this amazing, loving being. And you know what the good part is? That in a couple of years from now, after you do all of this work, the person who gains the most is you. Your whole family. And that, this is the feedback I'm getting, I'm getting from TP parents. It's like, you changed my whole life. You know, the whole family's different. And and everybody loves you. All your kids say, you become a magnet. You're not a shmata. You become a malach. You become a magnet. And then when you really do this long enough, all the broken people come to you.